So I don't know if y'all know this about me. <laughs> uh, probably not. I would be really surprised if I've ever talked about this on <laughs> the podcast. All we know is Peloton, Lisa Frank, if it has to do with your, your past. So <laughs> please continue. I feel like those are the right things. Um, although, right. let's be clear, Peloton is the present and the future. Uh, <laughs> but when I was in my young adult years... Um, I really wanted to pursue some kind of like interior design career. And I think if I went back and knew what I know now, I would know how to pursue that. But at the time, you know, I was the first person in my entire family um, on either side to graduate from college. My father actually graduated college like quickly after me um, with an engineering degree, but I was the first person. And so there were just some things where I didn't have as much, you know, context for different types of career paths or different ways to pursue things. And I think if I would have had, you know, the knowledge of like, okay, I don't have to know all the things about interior design. Like my first task actually is really small. Like, can I start talking to like people in my network or find five people and ask them if they know someone that might know, have experience with this field? You know, it's interesting. Obviously, I love what I do today and like, you know, absolutely love my career and, and life. But I look back of like, oh, that's something I still really have a passion for. And it's interesting to think like if I would have known just how to like do the next right thing with that passion, you know, if there would have been a different trajectory, you know, to my life. Um, so I'm, have either of you, does like that resonate at all? Yes, that's my entire life. I'm a sensitive. <laughs> uh, I'm a sensitive uh, boy. I have all kinds of, you know, these things you want to do, and you go, but I don't know how to. How do I do that? And really, is as mm-hmm. simple. And the planner, really, I'm not. I know we're selling planners, but I'm not doing saying this just because of that. Uh, the planner really does just ask you what's next, and perhaps. If younger Nick, with all that ambition, had been able to just like slow down a second and say like, "Well, what what is next?" I, who knows what I'd be doing? Maybe I'd be, uh, maybe I've written that musical by now. That was always my dream, was to have wow. written a full length musical. That's my American novel, is the musical. That is amazing, and I would like to offer up verbs to be in your musical because I cannot contribute to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're going to do the focus on this musical. <laughs> We've talked about it hey, so many times. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> well, I mean, I love Shay McGee, McGee and Company. I don't know if either of you two, she actually has uh, a line at Target now, so you may have run into some of her stuff, but... Yeah, that would probably be someone that I'm like, oh, wow, they like really did it. You know, like she really she has a book all about kind of her and her husband, how they kind of went into to building this business and her really getting started uh, doing interior design. And it, it's pretty fascinating. Um, but again, 
it's all about like actually knowing so many things that we pursue. It's just about like, instead of like taking it all at once, like what's the like tiny little thing that I need to do to move towards it. But again, especially in my younger years, that felt like, it just felt like I needed to know all of it. So today we're looking at the weekly big three. What is it and why is it so essential to set a weekly big three? This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs here with Courtney Baker. Courtney, happy Monday to you. And Nick, happy Monday to you as well, my friend. Thank happy you. Happy Monday. So, you know, last week we talked about the daily big three. And this week we're talking about the weekly big three, and there's a really strong correlation um, between these two. The weekly big three are to the week, what the daily big three is to the day. And so really when you're thinking about your your weekly big three, it's, it's pretty simple. These are three achievements you want to accomplish in the coming week. Pretty straightforward. Um, this is built into my favorite tool and Herb's your favorite tool, and the weekly preview. Um, and so that that's where you're going to find this if you're using the full focus planner. But really, anybody uh, can set a weekly big three. So now that we've talked a little bit about what the weekly big three is, we're going to give you two reasons on why people should actually set a weekly big three. So number one, Courtney, I'll give you the honors of this one as well. Yeah, this reason is, number one. Reason number one is you'll make goal progress. You know, if you have goals, um, but you find yourself kind of, you know, falling behind because you're not actually making progress towards them, um, you're you're like finding it hard to break it all the way down into daily big threes. It's probably because you're missing the step of a weekly big three. This is really the step that keeps your goals from just like being an idea out there, like an abstract thought to really mm -hmm. allowing those goals to shape your decisions right now. And so one way that you can set a weekly Big three is to ask, how far can I get this week? Um, you know, ideally, some of those weekly big threes are tied back to your annual goals. So you're not looking at how far you have to go. You're just focusing on, okay, what can I do right now on this goal? What's the next right thing to do? What's the next step that I can take to make progress towards my goal? And I think it's worth mentioning, um, we, we talked about the daily big three in last week's episode. Um, and hey, if you're new to the planner or just now coming back to the planner, your daily big three is going to be the perfect place to start just to begin to get that rhythm of using your planner. So now it's almost like you're working back, but you're also informing a more consistent rhythm when you're implementing your weekly big three 
as it connects to your daily big three. So your daily big three actually gets easier as you go because it's being informed by the weekly big three. All right, so that would take us to reason number two. You'll enter the week with clarity. As Courtney mentioned, I think this is uh, one of our favorite tools in the planner just for probably this reason here. The clarity that you have on that Monday, this is our, our, our tagline, you know, you'll get to love Mondays again. So there's no more Sunday scaries of, man, I, what awaits me when I wake up in the morning? All of that tends to dissipate because you've uh, made a practice of doing your weekly big three and you're achieving the clarity that you need as you go into your week, especially if it's not just your week you have to consider. You have to consider spouses, families, again, other children, as well as maybe your company, uh, if you're a business owner, uh, what your weeks may normally look like. All these things can be considered in that moment as you formulate your weekly big three and use that tool. So you enter the week clear about what you need to spend your time on and your week is ordered around your priorities. Every once in a while, um, because it's so habitual for me, I miss a weekly preview and doing uh, my weekly big three. And it is always, it's those weeks where you're just kind of like running from one thing to another, like the plates, you're just trying to keep them all spinning. Uh, so much so that like I am so adamant, feel so strongly in my own life that like I have to do the weekly preview and obviously the weekly big three is a really important part of that and you know I think for everybody listening sometimes sometimes there is like a reward in doing the thing for me this practice has like a it's like a reverse reward it's like almost like a punishment you know on the other side of like <laughs> I know how terrible um, I'm going to feel going into Monday um, again, that that Sunday scaries for me is a very real, it's a real thing or just, you know, walking in Monday morning, kind of feeling like blind, like I don't know what's on the horizon. I'm in the dark here. I really think that sense of clarity is really a powerful force. Again, I, I talked about this a little bit last week of, you know, when we end the week on fr our work week on Friday and we leave without a sense of fulfillment, I think when we start the week without clarity, it's almost a recipe for that because we just That's don't good. know yeah. where we're going or what we're trying to accomplish. And so, of course, when we get at the end of the week, we're like, oh, gosh, I just don't – I worked really hard, but I didn't feel like I got anything done. Well, it makes sense. Like at the beginning of the week, we didn't know, you know, what what we needed to accomplish. And so I think these two things like really pair really well together. Again, no more Sunday scaries, but ending the week with that sense of like, wow, like, yeah, this week was great. I got a lot done. I worked hard and I got a lot done. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. That's that's important. I think it's important just kind of hack to tell yourself is, I'm going to come back and pose this question, but before you do your weekly preview, it's like, how bad do I want to punish myself this week by not doing this yeah. weekly preview tool? Mm -hmm. I was in the same situation a couple of weeks ago. I was traveling and working remotely and didn't get a chance to do my weekly preview like I normally would. And I knew Sunday night, I started to feel the, the scaries creeping on me. It's like, look, man, just sit down and do this. And I didn't mm -hmm. listen to myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I definitely concur with what you just said. But here's the question that we used to argue about 
or not argue about, we'd have conversation around when is the best time to do your weekly preview. Are you a Friday person or are you a Sunday night person? Gosh, this is such a good question. I really want to be a Friday person because I think it would actually move back that like sense of peace um, even for like I would mm. go into the weekend with it. Um, but I just sure. frankly have never really been successful executing it on um, Fridays. And so I am a Sunday evening person. Um, so I see the benefits of Friday. Uh, but for me, what works, what like actually happens is Sunday evening. What about you? So for me, Again, I think I would like to do it on Friday. Maybe there's kind of a 50-50 thing that I can probably experiment with, but I feel like once Friday is there and the weekend is upon us, I would just want to be done and not go back into work mode or having to process yes. work things on a Friday. And um, and I usually end up taking that that weekend to let things settle, um, you know, kind of wake up a couple of days with, with some fresh eyes before Sunday evening, going back yeah. and sitting down and say, okay, let's let's look at the week that's coming up. Yeah, and um, I don't I don't anticipate what's coming. I don't know about you, but I one thing that is really helpful when I do it on Sunday is that usually Chase is doing some semblance of his weekly preview too, and I can ask him questions and get alignment yeah. on the personal front, which again, you know, this is obviously like I talked about clarity in the context of our work week, but also clarity in our like personal lives, which is hugely <laughs> important. And so that's another reason, you know, Sunday probably ends up working better for me as well. So those two reasons that you should be doing a weekly preview every week is reason number one, you'll make goal progress. Uh, the weekly big three makes sure is that goals just don't stay out there, but they really help you shape your decisions for right now. Reason number two, you'll enter the week with clarity. Again, we say it quite often, no more Sunday scaries, get to feeling what it looks like and what it feels like to love Monday again, and let that sense of peace settle in to your own soul. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the two reasons you should use the weekly preview. Uh, Again, I call it the secret sauce of the full focus planner, but um, try it out. Just experiment with, with it if you haven't done it before, but I guarantee you'll love the results. Well, you probably know the benefits of a compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code 
FOT15 to get started. So some of you may or may not know, but we do have a very active, full focus planner community right there on Facebook. If you haven't had a moment to get in there at all, you definitely want to go and join that community. Lots of conversations surrounding the planner. There's tips, there's advice. If you're ever struggling on what to do, you can get ideas from other planner users who are have taken it to the next level. We're often in there just hearing all these ideas and even questions that some of our planner users are posing about the planner. So Nick has actually pulled one of those uh, from the community. This is a fresh question. It's live. It is real. Real, pre- real people have asked this question and Nick's going to let us know what that is. Okay. So this is from Michael. It says input needed and it's got the like nerdy oh, wait, emoji. Wait, wait. Is it Michael S. Hyatt or just my- Michael? No. <laughs> Not, yeah. Not the yeah. Michael, just Michael. No, it, it, says, it says Michael Schmyatt. And it's got like a mustache. And uh, anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> Groucho glasses. Yeah. On. Yeah. It says input needed. I'm thinking about naming a goal for next quarter on getting a new job. It'd be the same similar role feel as today, just at a new company as I'm ready for a new challenge. Landing the job is out of my control and therefore to me ineffective as a goal. Influencing my ability to get the job, though, that's fully in my control. My question is, what is a clear, smarter goal I can set to influence the outcome, which I hope is a new job? Yeah. He has a couple thoughts down there, but I think we could leave it there. Well, Verbs. Courtney's about to go in. Watch this. I know. I like go ahead. I think, first of all, it's really wise the way he's approached this of like, There are lots of times we have goals that we realize, like, actually, I don't have any control over the outcome. So I think it's really, really wise the way that he's like, yeah, I need to figure out a way to word this goal so that it's within my control. So one way that I would do that is actually figure out, okay, what are the things that it's going to take to achieve the, like, what the outcome, he knows the outcome, I want to have another job, but that shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be something like, um, I'm going to, you know, (laughs) actually what I'm about to say is actually a habit goal. Like each week for the next quarter, I'm going to submit, um, one resume a week to a company that I've researched. Um, uh, so that could be a habit goal or it could be that, um, I'm going to do some kind of networking. You know, I'm going to reach out to four people in my network each week to pursue um, job opportunities with them. But I think he's exactly right of, you know, you can't just say, you know, my goal, that isn't, um, it's not actionable to get a new job. You know, that is, it's just, there's nothing that you can move to, even in this episode, talking about doing the next right thing. It makes it harder because it, it, it's so ambiguous. Um, really, if you could come up with, okay, what are the things that actually, if I pursued them, would ultimately get me results? What are those things? And let's craft the goal around those things. And that may be a little different depending on your industry or type of you know career path you're looking at. But I think something along those lines. Verbs, what would you add to that? Yeah. And I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking about the best way to frame something like this. But 
I'm always a huge proponent of, you know, when you're going from one job to another, just making sure that you're leaving well. Whatever the situation is in your current place of employment, how can I posture myself to where it's not like, you know, in your head, you're already done and ready to go to the next thing. How do you leave it where you're in good standing and you really feel like you've done your 100% best in um, making sure that you're going to the next thing in in good standing? Yeah, it's like, you know, today's job market is pretty hot. You know, if you're like Absolutely. pretty confident, hey, like I'm, I'm going to get a job. You know, if I go look for a job, I'm going to get the job. That feels like a really great place to be. Uh, I don't know if anybody ever feels that confident, but maybe you do. Um, Then maybe the goal is like, hey, you know, like I'm going to each week, you know, outline a process so that when I hand this stuff out off, you know, it's just going to be so clear, so helpful for the next person that comes in in here. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, you could definitely create a goal around that of, maybe creating processes, documenting to like, as you're moving along, you're already kind of creating a really great environment for the next person. That's a really interesting idea. I love that. No, that's good. Um, Just making sure that, yeah, whatever the handoff needs to look like for the person coming to your place afterwards, like considering them, how can I set them up for a a good um, on-ramp of Mm-hmm. having an assessment of what's going on, what they need to do. Yeah. So documenting whatever processes that you may deal with now and setting a mm-hmm. setting an achievement goal around that. And it's it's what's important there is the timing. <laughs> so if you start doing this stuff and uh and you haven't necessarily announced to your supervisor that you're moving on to another job, it could uh it could throw you off a little bit. It's funny, there's a, a comedian by the name of uh Michael Jr. He has this <laughs> This bit where he talks about when you hand in, you want to hand your two week notice in the right way. Don't just say, hey, in two weeks, you're going to notice I haven't been here in about two weeks. <laughs> so just make sure you leave properly. <laughs> leave well is all I'm trying to say. And then figure out an achievement goal around that. But yeah, I think that's good, Courtney. You know, this reminds me, um, this past January, we did a session, you and I did a session with Michael, um, talking about goal settings based on your stage of life. And Marissa Hyatt, who is the director of marketing here, um, she shared about having a goal of like pursuing a relationship. You know, she's single and she was like, I can't control like finding a relationship. Like there's only so much I can bring to the table. And so I think she crafted a goal around, you know, a certain number of dates that she was going to set up each week or new connections. I can't remember exactly how she set it up, but the goal was, you know, it was still exciting for her. It was risky, but it was something she could control and say like, yes or no, each week she did it or not. Um, or, you know, like at the end of, of the quarter versus like my goal is, um, you know, to be in a relationship at the end of the quarter. There's just no way that's a good idea and a good aspiration. Um, but I think it's, it's really helpful. Like when we can say like, oh, that, that's the aspiration. That's what I want to get to. Okay. How do I form a goal that actually helps produce that result? That's, that's the the power there that I don't think a lot of people make the connection with. Okay, so if you haven't joined us in the community, first of all, we're going to be taking more and more of these questions. Um, we really do have a really great community that are giving answers in real time, but we're also going to be taking some of these um, on the podcast as well. So if you haven't joined us there, 
Um, or if you're there and you just, you know, have some questions you haven't asked, please do. Um, we are watching for those and we'll be, um, again, addressing those as we get them. So we're excited to kind of dive into this more in future episodes. So today's tip to level up your planner usage is make your weekly big three realistic. Your goals should be risky. Your weekly big three should be realistic. So consult your calendar. Don't bite off more than you can chew. You should complete your weekly big three at least 75% of the time to guarantee that you avoid those Sunday scaries. So thank you once again for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the World Wide Web. So share it with your friends. And again, don't forget to join us in the Facebook community. We'll be back Monday with another great episode. But until then, stay focused. Stay focused. I did some snapping. I really like the I like the snapping. I like that. Jazz snaps. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.